You're listening to the Happy and Healthy Podcast with Amy Lang, founder of Moxie Club. When you're looking for lasting weight loss, join us here for the mindset you need, a dash of inspiration, and stories that will bring it all to life. Episode number 45. Well, hey there, Amy here. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Happy and Healthy Podcast. How was your Thanksgiving? Did you eat a lot of turkey? (laughs) Or maybe it was the stuffing or the pumpkin pie or apple pie, mashed potatoes. (laughs) Hopefully you enjoyed yourself and you got a chance to spend some quality time with loved ones. And perhaps you even spent some time on Zoom connecting with folks that you were keeping your distance from in order to stay safe and healthy. So today I want to talk about all those fitness challenges and gym memberships that you're going to be seeing in the next few weeks being promoted. And I want you to think about the ones that you signed up for in the past when you wanted to lose weight and get fit. And this is going to be really helpful for those of you who don't like working out. So I want you to think about the thought process you had when you actually went all in on one of those 30-day or six-week challenges, the body transformations, right? as the answer to your weight loss problem. Or maybe you chose not to go down that route and you just signed up for a basic gym membership. You just wanted to get some cardio in and maybe take some classes, all right? So chances are you still have been riding the weight loss roller coaster. Chances are that With this approach, you actually think of exercise almost as like a punishment or penance for eating. And I can't tell you the number of times I've heard folks talk about exercise as torture. They hate exercise, right? Or really in the end, especially if you join and you do it for a little bit and then you stop going for example, then in your mind, it's actually yet another failure. So as a former health club owner, I will tell you I have created and promoted my share of fitness challenges. And as anyone in the fitness industry will tell you, January is a great month for sales because New Year's resolutions are a huge trigger for folks. So whether it's to lose weight or to get fit, I think it's safe to say that most people have in their mind the desire to create a new habit, but at the same time, their mindset is one of quick fix. Like you can't help it. It's just the way our brain works. So Let's start with joining a gym because I think more listeners here probably fall into this category than those who have signed up for a fitness challenge, all right? So 
for whatever reason, whether it's New Year's or an upcoming wedding, an upcoming vacation, right? A big milestone birthday. There's some event that triggered you to want to join, that, to make a change. It could even be something like going to the doctor and being told, oh, you need to lose weight and eat better and exercise more. Or it could be that you you stood on the scale and you saw a number that you've never seen before. Like, there's no way I can weigh this much. Or it could just be that like none of the clothes in your closet fit, right? Whatever it is, you didn't like the way you looked in pictures. Whatever it is, when you joined the gym, you probably did a bunch of cardio, right? And you did that for a couple of weeks and you got bored. And after a couple of weeks, you actually stopped seeing any change on the scale. So you stopped going, right? So you may have also heard that strength training is really good for weight loss. And so you took some classes, right? But other than those classes, you really have no idea what to do in a weight room, right? And you find the whole idea actually kind of intimidating. So if your plan has consisted of working out on your own, but again, you really don't like exercising, it hasn't been a habit, then you're probably going to be part of that 89% churn. So in the health club industry, we talk about of the 100 people that sign up at the beginning of the year, by the end of the year, only 11% are still coming. So if you're part of that 89%, then you may actually be also one of the people that fell off the fitness cliff. So again, in the industry that I came from, this happens around the second week of February. Every year, it's when the gym owners see a steep drop off in attendance. Right, it's right around like February 9th or 10th. So now let's talk about those of you who have signed up for a 28 day or 30 day or an ambitious six week challenge. Right, these are the most popular at the beginning of the year, and the reason that they're usually so appealing is because it feels like it's short enough for you to be able to handle, right? You can clear your calendar to handle that. But it's long enough to see some significant results. And as a gym owner, of course, we want you to see some results. But if you're looking for more than like five or 10 pounds in under six weeks, then chances are you're going to end up being disappointed one way or the other, right? Either you won't lose as much as you wanted to, or the weight will come off, but then it will come back fairly quickly. Because, and I'll tell you, so this is the mistake people make. They are approaching these fitness challenges or these gym memberships like we approach diets. It's still an all or nothing approach, right? And mind you, 
most fitness challenges also include some kind of nutrition coaching or maybe even a meal plan for you to follow. And again, it's this idea that I can do anything for four weeks or for six weeks, right? I'll suck it up to see the results. But these quick fixes are actually temporary ones. They really are like a diet. And it's because this all or nothing approach is unsustainable. So if you've done one of these in the past with these meal plans, again, if I were to sit across from you and ask you, so how do you like it? You probably had no intention of continuing with that meal plan after the challenge is done. So this is the mistake. It's that approach still with this quick fix mentality. It's still about, well, I don't really like the exercise, but I want the result, right? I don't really enjoy the process, but I like the feeling I have afterwards that I accomplished this. So hopefully you see now how fitness challenges are really, really still using the same thinking as diets. And unless you join the gym with intention of creating a new habit versus I'm going to do a bunch of working out until I lose the weight or get in shape. And then I can go back to however it was that I was doing things before. When you see this shift, now everything becomes really obvious. And if that's happened to you, one thing I don't want to happen as a result is I don't want you to be kicking yourself, all right? There are really, really smart people that haven't made this connection. Case in point, had a client who is a medical doctor, right? She signed up for one of our six-week programs. And when we met for her initial consultation, I asked her what her goal was. And she told me she was hoping to lose 20 pounds during the six weeks. So again, she's a very smart woman. She's got her MD from one of the big 10 schools, right? And she'd been practicing medicine for over 20 years. So when she told me she wanted to lose the weight, I I clarified, I asked, so are you looking for 20 pounds on the scale or are you looking for 20 pounds of fat? And she looked at me like fat, of course, right? And so we did the math, okay? One pound is equal to 3,500 calories. That's how many calories you need to burn to lose one pound of fat. So 20 pounds is 70,000 calories, right? This was a six-week challenge, so that's 42 days. And if you then do the math, 70,000 calories over 42 days means that she actually needed to create a calorie deficit of 1,667 calories per day. So anyone who's ever had to count calories, right? You know, chances are you're usually shooting to consume somewhere between 1,500 to 2,000 calories for women because we tend to be smaller. 
Some actually go lower than that. I don't usually recommend that because we have a tendency to slow down our metabolism when we're actually trying to speed it up. And then for men, it's somewhere between 2,000 and maybe 2,500 calories, right? This is to sort of maintain or lose slowly. So usually when we talk about losing one or two pounds a week, you're still talking about only 500 to 1,000 calories per day. And just to be clear, I am talking about a calorie deficit here. So that means if you needed to consume 2,000 calories a day just to maintain your weight, you then need to burn 1,667 calories that same day which means that you actually would only be functioning on about 400 calories. It's simply not enough, okay? So that would be like if I put you on a sub 1,000 calorie diet and told you just not to exercise. This is just not a sustainable deficit, okay? And mind you, for a female, two pounds of fat, is pretty significant. As a matter of fact, when you go and you look up the biggest loser contestants, you'll find that when folks lose weight at a dramatic rate, like they did on that show, you really do mess up your body's metabolism. Most of those contestants regain the weight and when you measure their metabolism, it's actually about 20% slower than before they actually were ever on the show and went through that dramatic weight loss. So I'm telling you, it's really not worth the frustration. And it has some negative consequences beyond just the feeling you have. I mean, there's actually health consequences with that too. Your your rate of heart disease goes up, right? There's there's a whole bunch of other things that are going on with your body that you can't see. That if we were to unzip you and look on the inside, we've you've wreaked havoc on your system. So I don't want you to go to that that route. Okay. So I'm going to tell you about the approach that I want you to take, that I recommend. And this, again, is after working with thousands of clients over the past 16 years, okay? We just had Thanksgiving, which means there may have been some overeating and perhaps even some pie for breakfast, (laughs) Thanksgiving is actually one of the big triggers, right? And I'd say a lot of it is because of the overeating and then the prospect of pictures. So in past years, even though the desire to maybe lose some weight is there, we've also got holiday shopping and holiday parties that get in the way. So it tends to be a lower priority. People just kind of throw their hands up in the air, they give up, right? But given all the social distancing requirements we have to contend with right now, I'm actually thinking that maybe something like a not one pound challenge, something like that 
might be a good approach to take in dealing with this period between Thanksgiving and Christmas. All right. So what I want you to think about here is that when it comes to lasting weight loss, the great news is it's actually more like 80%, I would say, is attributed to nutrition and only 20% is to exercise. So exercise is more about maintaining a healthy ideal weight. Okay. It's about staying strong. It's about keeping that metabolism up, right? Not losing muscle and making sure that all your systems are working at an optimal level. But I would not look at exercise as the key to losing weight. Although it can be, I will, I will caution you, it can be a keystone habit, as in it sets you up for that domino effect, okay? But there is an expression in the fitness world that you can't out-train a bad diet. I just want to be careful here when I say bad diet, right? I would say it's probably a, an unhealthy diet, as in what you normally eat isn't nourishing your body well. So this could mean lots of processed foods or just too many calories. Like you can't work out for two hours and then late at night sit and eat a pint of Haagen-Dazs ice cream. For most of us, that's just not going to be a winning combination. So if you want to lose weight and you want to start exercising regularly, You want to start a fitness program and start moving consistently. Let's go back to what your why is, the original intent you have for losing weight. And I really want you to think in terms of self-love and not self-loathing. If you're having a conversation with yourself. When you look in the mirror, if you're saying things to yourself like, I'm disgusted with my body. Like, how did I let things get to this point? Why can't I figure this out? What's wrong with me? If that's the conversation you're having in your head, okay, then we really want to become aware of that and we want to reframe things. I want you to start thinking thoughts that are far kinder and more compassionate. Where you think about self-care as a form of self-love. Okay, and actually, if this is something that sounds like it's what you want to do, but you struggle with it, then I highly recommend that you schedule a mini session with me, a mini coaching session. So you go to moxie-club.com and you can go to coaching and schedule one there, okay? When we talk about self-love and self-care, I really need you to think about it as a non-negotiable. Think about if you were taking care of a child, how would you structure that child's day? 
what would be non-negotiable, and then apply that to your own life. Figure out how you can create times in your day that are non-negotiable and what things have to happen for you so that you can then feel really good and be in a state of abundance. And from there, now you'll be making better choices. Now you'll have more energy and more focus and more patience. And if you want to be available to others, you can't pour from an empty cup right? You deserve to feel really good. And if you need to bring your A game, then it's even more important to make sure that you're taking care of yourself. I actually also want you to join our private Facebook group, Moxie Club Meetup, where we're going to spend the month of December really creating that foundation, creating the conditions to be able to Look at January with a fresh set of eyes and a renewed sense of what it means to make 2021 your best year yet, okay? So when it comes to exercise now, besides identifying your why and getting really clear on what your intention is, There are three more elements that you're going to want to take into account. How much, what kind, and what it means. In terms of fitness, okay, it actually only takes about 30 minutes of mindful movement a day to get in shape and stay in shape. And We want a mix of cardio and strength training and flexibility and balance work. Okay, so when I say mindful movement, I mean, we do want to create a program that incorporates all those things. But exercise or working out, if while you're exercising, if you're thinking about how much you can't wait for it to be over, then you're not enjoying the process, then you're not having fun. And you are making it mean something that isn't sustainable. So I really want you to find joy in the process itself. And to really explore all the different associations you have to exercise, how you define it. Does it have to be a specific format, a specific length, if you don't think of it as counting unless it meets those criteria? And if you can't actually, say, attend a specific class, whether it's online or in person, then do you just bail altogether? Because I will tell you, You'd be better off doing even just five or 10 minutes then of something that you truly enjoy, like put on some of your favorite tunes and dance, move your body. At the end of the day, before there were ever health clubs and gyms, when we didn't have such a sedentary lifestyle, it was just about us moving our bodies in ways where we didn't lose muscle where we maintained our strength and 
where we were actually doing what our bodies were intended to do, which is to move. Just like a car is meant to be driven. It's not meant to sit in your garage, all right? If you still find yourself thinking, yeah, but I really still hate exercise, Amy. (laughs) Let me tell you a story. So a few years ago, had a client come in and it was her first time. Again, we were sitting down for her consultation. And she said, you know, I'm just not a gym rat. I see folks that really enjoy working out and I just don't see myself doing that. And I said, well, what if we tried on the statement, I'm not a gym rat yet. And in that moment, she was like, "That that's it. So what we did is we reframed it so that It was about, I will be able to find something that I truly enjoy. I just haven't found it yet. That's what I would challenge you to do. If you don't enjoy what you're doing now, that's okay. Let's find something that you do enjoy. Let's find a format that you you enjoy. So it could be when we're able to go and actually have in-person classes again, Try a class you've never tried before or try small group training or try a dance class. Try something you haven't done before because maybe there was a little bit of fear there. But at the same time, until you try, you won't know if you really, if it becomes your thing, right? Again, this is about the mindset that you need to create habits. And it's those self-care habits that will make lasting weight loss inevitable. All right. So we are going to be starting up another coaching group for Worth the Weight in January. So if you want to get on the early notification list for that, you're going to want to, again, go to the show notes and look up moxie-club dot com slash early. Okay. And again, if you haven't joined our free Facebook group, Moxie Club Meetup, definitely do that as well. So to wrap things up today, I'm going to leave you with a quote by Martha Beck. And it goes like this. Having fun is not a diversion from a successful life. It is the pathway to it. You've been listening to the Happy and Healthy Podcast with Amy Lang. If you enjoyed today's episode, by all means, hit the subscribe button now. If you're ready to get started, visit my website, moxieclub.com. That's M-O-X-I-E hyphen C-L-U-B dot com and sign up for a free 20-minute coaching session with me. And remember, making your choices when you're in a state of abundance is where the magic happens.